prayer you want to be spoken over this house. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so we are in a series, uh, even though it's Student Sunday, we've been in a series on freedom, okay? And we've been talking about freedom from a lot of things, freedom from religion, freedom from the way we grew up, freedom from everything. Uh, I think we talked about freedom to dream. Uh, last week, we said it's freedom to rest. So we said last week that, look, you don't have to come to church every Sunday. Like, maybe you're tired. Maybe you're worn out. Maybe you're going through some things. There's freedom and rest, okay? It's okay to rest physically. It's okay to rest spiritually. It's okay to take a break and say, I, I, if this becomes a chore to show up on a Sunday morning, something's going on, I need you to take a break. I need you to see God with all of your heart. I need you to, to, to let him fill you up and, and, and get, get ready to come back in. So today, uh, it, it's, still, it's still freedom, because I believe today's a freedom to worship. Today's a freedom to, to allow students to come in and do what they want to do. Today is freedom, and we're still talking about freedom, and that's what's so cool. So I love that. I love that about this. It's freedom to operate in your giftings today. I think that's another good message you can get out of all this is that these kids are up here, and they have gifts. And there's a lot of you out here that have gifts, and it doesn't mean you're, maybe your gift's not going to be up here, but it's to do something in ministry. Look, we, are all, we all have a ministry in everything we do. We have a ministry in our work, in our school, in our families. It doesn't mean you're, everybody's going to have a platform or, or, or a stage. What it means is that God has given you a gift to use it where you're at. So, so, so you got to figure out what that is. One, what's your gift? And two, where are you supposed to use it? Because it's not always going to be in a church. It might be on the street corner. I'm telling you, it might be anywhere. You just got to open up, listen for his voice, and then respond and say yes and obey. It's really good. So we just got to listen to what he wants to do. Because when we do that, you're going to impact a lot of things. You're going to impact a generation. You're going to impact a kingdom. That's what we're called to do. And that's what, that's what these students are called to do. They, they're called to impact the world. And, and they're, they're on a roll. I challenge you right now. There, there are some, there's some really large student ministries out there. I've seen them. Okay, I've spoke to them. But they are not powerful like this. What, what, your, what your students have is power. It's anointed power, believing. They understand that they are sons and daughters of a king. They know the authority they walk in. See, that's cool. <laughs> that's powerful. That's impactful. That's what changes the world. We can have 300 kids show up in here and sing a couple songs together and high five and play a bunch of games and go home. And they occupied your time, you know, for an hour, hour and a half. And then you went home and you ate some pizza and, and you're going back to doing the same thing. And you're on the same video game and you're doing the same thing in school and nothing's changing. Or they can come in and they can start praying over each other and doing life together and, and actually serving in their gift and doing what they're called to do. And you see lives start to change. And I just, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I've got a bunch of kids that I know that I'm just, I'm excited. Like, I'm excited to see what's going to happen to them. I'm excited to see how God's going to use them in a mighty way. Like, I saw, like, this was a vision. If you, you mean, this, I, I, that's what I was kind of weeping this morning as I'm worshiping because I'm going, this is part of the vision I had was just our kids worshiping because it's generations of worshipers right there. That's what we're creating. Freedom to worship. That's huge. So who knows where that goes? Most of them are young, too. Who is the youngest one up there? Elion, yeah. Elion's what, eight? Nine? Come on. Come on. The Nini, you're 11? 
11 on the drums. I can't keep a beat, but we got 11-year-old on the drums jamming out. <laughs> Come on. I love it. And, and everybody else. I, I, I don't have time to talk about everybody. I just know this. This is what we're called to do. We, we were called, and we are called as leaders of this church to equip the saints. Okay? In Ephesians 4, I'm going to hit this real quick before I turn it over to our students. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So we are supposed to equip and continue to equip and continue to equip and, and until we meet the standard of him. Think about that. That's what it says, right? Let me see. Until we're measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. That's how long we're supposed to do this. So what you see up here is, is equipping. What you see is opportunity. And what that leads to is, is these students one day equipping. They're going to be pulling up students with them. They're going to be bringing students with them. They're going to be giving students hope. There are going to be people watching online and go, wow, like, I, I'm 11. I want to play the drums. I mean, and we all, you know, we had, we had some, some adults up here. They're not old, though. Right, Jason? <laughs> you know, Jason's up here shredding, but guess what? That's because that's an opportunity for a kid to get up there on a guitar and start playing. Ryan's on the bass, and there's an opportunity for a, a kid to get up here on the bass guitar and start playing. And you're like, yeah, but they don't know. We'll teach them. Do you understand that? Like, if you have a passion for that, we'll teach them. We have to equip them. Equip means we train them. We, you, don't, you, don't, you don't talk to your kid how to ride a bike and say, you can ride a bike. You tell them this is what it's going to feel like, and then you push them. I don't know if you didn't do it that way. <laughs> Put them on the bike, push them. And they start riding it. They might fall down sometimes, but they get up and pretty soon they're riding a bike. So sometimes we're, we're, we're going to push them out here because they have a gift, they have a calling, they have a passion inside of them. And we're going to say, we're just going to push you on there a little bit. And then once they get a taste of that and they see how powerful that is and what God wants to do through them, then they stay there. Then we're like, we need to pull you off the stage now. <laughs> we need you to, to come down for a second. We need you to take a break. But it, that, that's what this is it. So, uh, anyway. So that's the thing. We, we just can't talk about this. We don't just talk about a vision here and not walk it through. This is what we've been talking about for years, and it's going to continue to happen. We do this every fifth Sunday. When there's a fifth Sunday in a month, expect this. And that's just because we wanted to give it a, a, a definite, we can't forget it. That doesn't mean that's, that's the starting point. You know, it's kind of like your Bible. Your Bible is the starting point, right? It's not the end point. The Bible's the start. You read that and then let the Holy Ghost speak to you, and then he'll take you to all different places. Okay, but, but this is this. Us giving them an opportunity on a fifth Sunday is the starting point, right? And then we, it propels them into going, you know, Pastor Kevin be sitting in my office going, hey, man, we want another Sunday. Hey, man, we want another Sunday. Hey, man, don't forget, we want another Sunday. And that's what it's going to turn into. 
But I love that because I don't change expectation. And that's why it doesn't matter. Like, other than the fact I love seeing them worship, I just come in with the same thing, man. Holy Ghost going to move. Lives are going to be changed. And we're going to keep, that's what we come here for. So that's cool. Anyway, um, yeah, so Proverbs 22, 6, direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. Speak that one. Direct them on the right path. And when they're older, they won't leave it. That's what we're doing here. Now, it doesn't mean that sometimes, you know, they're kids. Sometimes they'll wander, but they're going to get right back to the path. Why? Because it's been embedded in them. It's been proven in them. They've tasted it. They've seen. It's so good. Anyway. All right. Enough about that. We do have some guest speakers this morning. I call them guests. They're just family. We got our family wants to talk to us this morning. Um, <laughs> so I think what I want to do is I want to bring uh, uh, Ness. You want to come up first? Does that make sense? Come on. Yeah, everybody give it up for Ness. Um, yes, I know. You want to go up on stage? She wants to go up on stage. All right. You, I, I'll come up here with you. Is that okay? And then I'll walk down. You good? All right. We figured this is best for her so she can see and her dad's right in her, in her vision. And, and uh, you know, yes, she is a PK. We understand that. Here's the cool part. We were talking to all the leaders and we said, hey, if you had to pick a child from the children's ministry, from, 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 from the, the gathering place kids, who would you want to come up and speak? And Kevin's like, I'm not saying anything. And you were picked. Yeah. Come on. That's pretty powerful. So remember what I told you, this is all family. I'm going to turn the mic over to you and let you say whatever you want to say. You got about three hours, all right? Um, so today, I'm, um, so I'm going to be opening, opening us up in prayers. So if you would please um, bow your heads and close your eyes. Lord, thank you for this day, and thank you for letting us wake up this morning. And thank you for all these people here today. And and um, just bless um, all the family and bless the teens, Lord. And um, just, just bless um, all of the people. Bless the elders, bless the ushers, bless the pastors, Lord. And just thank you for this day, and thank you for all that you've done. Amen. Um, so today, I'm going to be giving a small word, and in the kids' ministry, we have been um, working on a few series, and the series are self-control, obedience to God, and working at it with all your heart, and the one I'm going to be focusing on, focus, focusing on most is imitating Christ, and... And um, I'm going to be pulling a few scriptures from our series. And the first one is Colossians 3.23. And this is for working at it with all your heart. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, pleasing to the Lord, not human masters. And the second one is for self-control. It's Proverbs 17.27. Proverbs 17.27. Mine is different, so um, on the thing, it might be different. It's Proverbs seventeen twenty seven. A wise person speaks less and understands more. And then, 
Then the other one is um, from Obedience, and it's Matthew seven twenty four through twenty seven. Everyone, everyone, then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on the house. But it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against the house. And it fell, and the great, and the great fell, and the great was the fall of it. Um, imitating Christ, I'm going to be working on that most, like I said in the beginning. Imitating Christ is being more like Christ and being more like Jesus. You you walk like him, you're talking like him, and you're talking like him. And an example is um, one time we were at our house watching a family movie, and we had to go throw our trash away. So when we are throwing our trash away... My brother was a little scared because it was dark in the kitchen. So my parents sent me to go with him, and I was talking to him about how the angels are around us and Jesus was always with us. And that's imitating Christ. So um, now he's not as scared anymore. When you're imitating Christ, people are going to want to be more like you because you're imitating Christ. When you imitate Christ, people are going to imitate you. And um, for another example is, another example is when you're, another example is that when you're at a restaurant and someone, someone in front of you, so you in front of someone and they're behind you and one of the employees got your food wrong, but and then do you think Jesus would scream and and just say, you got my food wrong? And, um, or do you think he would say, it's okay, um, it was just a mistake? And you never know when someone can be watching you, so you always need to set the right example and imitate Christ. And... Have you ever, guys, have you guys ever seen a video when, like, someone wants to do something and then an angel and, like, a little demon popped up on their shoulder? And when you imitate Christ, you always need to choose this one. You can never choose, you you know, you just need to grab and say, not today, Satan, throw it. (laughs) Because you always need to choose Christ. Because you always need to choose Christ when you imitate him. Um, and when you're, and when you're imitating Christ, like I said, sometimes people are watching you. You never know when people can be watching you. So when you're at school and when you're at a restaurant or even at your own house, you never know when your little sibling or your bigger sibling or just a random person is watching you. And when you tell them, yeah, I'm a Christian 
and you tell them the church and everything, but and then when you're screaming at an employee or you're having a bad behavior at school, um, they're not going to want to be like you because you're not setting the right example and not imitating Christ. Because, um, so, um, when you're imitating Christ, people are always watching you. So when you, so when people are watching you, you never know. So when you're trying to be more like him, you want to walk like him and talk like him. And, um, like, and then if you're having a bad attitude and screaming, people are going to be like, I don't think she's a Christian. She's not acting like one. Um, so you always want to set the right example. And another example is when you're outside and you have a little sibling and they want to be like you and they want to be like you. So when you're riding your bike and you fall, do you think that you should just stay there and cry or do you think you should get back up and try again? Because what I like to think about is did Jesus ever quit when he was walking up the hill with the big heavy cross? Um, so that's what I like to think about. So, um, so that's what I like to think about. Like when I can't do a flip or when I can't do something, I like to think about that because that will always help me. And if I scream and I get mad and I just want to punch something, people will not, people won't want to be like me because they don't think I'm a Christian and they, maybe they want to be a Christian. So they're like, maybe I shouldn't imitate her. But when you're actually imitating Christ, they're going to want to imitate you. So, um, so people are actually going to want to imitate you if you're, if you're imitating Christ. So when you're at school and you're having, like, someone sits behind you and they're like, Anissa told me she was a Christian, so maybe I should just pay attention to her. But and then if you're acting silly and you're um, talking to the friend and you're passing notes and they're going to be like, um, they're going to want to do what you do, but and then when they're doing what you're doing, you're not imitating Christ. So... When someone is watching you, and when, like, if your little sibling wants to be like you and, like, build like you and, like, take their training tra training wheels off, like, they're going to be like you, so you need to set the right example. So when you're taking your training, training wheels off or you're building something, like, when you're building something, you can't... Um, when it falls, you can't get mad, and like you did it, but like they didn't, so like they're gonna do that to someone else, and you don't want them to do that. You want to, you want them to imitate Christ. And um, so we were at Dollar Tree one day, and I was finding, I was trying to get a book, and um, it was me and my brother and my dad, and we were all looking, and we were being quiet because it was really quiet in there. So, and usually me and my brother are fighting and say, you pulled my hair, don't do that. Hey, don't put put that back. And one of the ladies um, said, you have a really nice family, have a really sweet family. And when you're imitating Christ, people might compliment you on that. People might um, say something about that. Um. But that's all I really have to say today. But I'm, I want to encourage you guys to imitate Christ. And, um, but I'm going to, um, I'm going to end up, end us out in prayer. So please bow your heads and close your eyes. Lord, thank you for all these people. And when, when they go out, please, please bless them and make sure that they have, um, 
and please make sure that they um, um, Im tell them to imitate Christ whenever they get mad or let them remember when they're frustrated and they, maybe they can't do something, Lord. Just just let them remember about Jesus the and the cross, Lord. Um, just please bless all the people here today, Lord. And um, thank you for giving me this time, Lord. And thank you for giving me all the things I needed to say to these people today. Amen. Come on. Check, check, check. Oh. Ah, whoever said you can't learn from a child, you're mistaken. Wow, 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 wow. So good, so good. Man, isn't that good? Come on. Hey, look, you should, you should understand, if you have kids in our children's ministry, they're being taught. This is not babysitting, y'all. No, it's, they're getting taught. Okay, it's real back there. Like they're learning stuff, they're doing stuff, they're being trained up, they're being equipped. And that's why our student ministry gets so good because they go from that right into the student ministry. And they're already going, you know, 100 miles an hour. And then Kevin gets them and takes them to 200. Right? This is what I'm talking about. It's so good. Look, I, I'm learning so much. Like, I don't really have to say a whole bunch. <laughs> These kids are amazing, so uh, so I absolutely love it. So you know, I have a, we have one more uh, speaker that I want to bring up, and uh, you know, and this is good because, you know, NIS was awesome. That was that was collaboration. That was me saying, okay, I didn't hear. Some, I want somebody, but I didn't hear anything. Did anybody else hear? This one came to my heart. This one came to me during prayer one morning. I I get up really early on Sundays, and one Sunday morning, God just said, this young man's going to have a word. And I was like, okay. And I came in and shocked him. <laughs> and I said, I think I got a word for you, or you're going to have a word for us. And, uh, and he took that well. I'll let him share a little bit about that story when he comes up. Um, but uh, it was absolutely amazing that, that he spoke that and uh, the fact that he said yes. You know, we talked about that a long time about saying yes when God calls you to do something. So uh, what I want to do is I want to invite uh, Brian up here. Brian Purdue, come on up. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm excited about this. Can you guys see him? Can everybody see him down here? Everybody good? All right, you don't need to go anywhere, man. You're good. All right, I'm going to turn it over to you. All right, so my name is Brian Purdue, and I'm going to be bringing a word on the power of the tongue. Come on. But before, I just want to tell you all, when he first came to me, on the outside, I'm like, yeah, sure, sounds like a good idea. But on the inside, no, 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 no. I don't. I didn't want to do it. So, but because he said God had a word for me, if he just had a word for me, I, pro I probably wouldn't be here right now. But, but he said God had a word for me. And so I, I prayed about it and I had a word. And so here I am right now. So I'm talking about kind words, then harsh words, and then wise words. And I have it in that order because... Kind words are like what we really need in this world because most of it is harsh words and we also need to give wise words. So first let's go to uh, Proverbs 16.24. And it says, Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. 
And so when my dad gives me kind words, it makes me feel like I'm drinking honey. Like the feeling, when, I'm, when I get sick, I drink honey. And I, I use honey because it's really healthy for me. And so that's what kind words are for the body. And so, hello, sweet girl. My dad, like when we were sitting in the car one day, he just said, you're cool. And those words never left me. That's right. wow. So kind words never leave you. And there's, there's something that I found, and it says, kind words don't cost much, but they accomplish much. That's right. And so, and so him saying that didn't cost much, but it accomplished much. Because it, it'll never leave me, right? And so let's go to, let's see, next verse. Let's go to, well, that's, let's just talk about kind words just for a minute. So when I'm just like walking in the store, I would just say, I like your shoes. And that's, that's easy for me. But that person will be laying in bed that night. They're like, wow, that kid really liked my shoes, didn't he? And so he's like, I'm going to wear those tomorrow or I like your dress. Something like that. Just simple like that. And they're like, I guess I'm going to wear these tomorrow. That's right. But if, let's say you're like, I don't like your, your dress. Then at night they're going to be like, oh man, they didn't like my dress. Well, I guess I'm not going to wear it anymore. I know I should have went with the other one. <laughs> but, but the point is they'll be like, I guess I'm not going to wear this dress anymore. Right. Maybe I should let other people pick my clothes if... Because they, then they'll like it. If they pick it, they'll like it. So I shouldn't pick my clothes anymore. Or, or they'll be like, they'll just be really sad. And it'll never leave them. Just right. someone saying something really mean is just like, I don't like that. Right. And so now let's go to harsh words. You all ready for this? <laughs> all right, so let's go to Ephesians 4.29. And it says, Ephesians 4.29. It's up on the screen. (laughs) You ready? All right, it says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So the main point of this is just don't use foul or abusive language. There's a lot of people in this world who they'll get mad. And you don't need to listen to this devil. Throw him away. <laughs> and don't use foul or abusive language. Like, don't just cuss someone out for no reason. And don't abuse people with your words. And that happens a lot. People just will get mad at someone, and they'll be mean to them. And, like, once me and Weston got in a fight, and I called him an idiot, right? <laughs> and so... That whole day, we didn't, we weren't really friends. We normally, he's the only one I hang out with, really, because we're homeschooled. And so that whole day, sorry, Braden. So that whole day, me and him were just kind of split apart, didn't really want to hang out. And then that night, since we have, we share a room, I, I said, I'm sorry, you're not an idiot, you're smart. And then that, that healed our relationship. So think before you speak. There you go. <laughs> That's something that we say a lot in our family. Think before you speak. 
And also, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. So think, is this good or is this bad? And if it's not good, don't say it. Just kind of just be quiet and think. Because if you're just saying sorry because someone said to say sorry, it, it doesn't really mean anything. You need to think and actually, and in, like Nis said, imitating Christ, you'll, you'll learn to like, yeah, would Jesus do this? Would Jesus do this? Think. Yeah. And so let's go to Proverbs 15.1. Let me see. Here, i got to find it myself. 15. 15.1. It says, A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. And so, let's just think about that. A gentle answer, a gentle answer deflects anger. But harsh words make tempers flare. So if you're mad at someone, don't use harsh words because then they'll get madder. Right. It'll make them get, it'll make their temper flare, right? right? So think about this. Are you going to use harsh words if it'll make them even more mad? Which could get them to be probably meaner and use, use harsh words against, at you, back at you, and abuse you, and use foul language? We don't want that. So make sure you use gentle answers and also kind words. And so, because kind words will, will probably deflect will deflect anger too. So make sure you're using kind words and gentle words. So let's go to Proverbs 34, 13. You there, Mr. Kevin? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Oh, yeah, my bad songs. I've got so many in Proverbs, so. All right, it says, Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. So evil could be foul or abusive language. Not kind, for sure, right? And lies. Lies are of the devil. So do you want to be of the devil? Imitating Christ, you shouldn't speak lies and be of the devil. That's right. <laughs> so, make sure you're not lying. Like, just a little slip of a lie is bad. Because it can come back to bite you. That's right. Like, when you... It hurts, yes. <laughs> so, like, if you get in trouble... Kids, don't lie to your parents. Hey, it's happened to me too, so just... So don't, don't just kind of lie and 
and just lie to your parents, don't do that. Because that, even just that little lie, not, it's not big lies are of the devil. Lies are of the devil. So any lies of the devil. So, again, we don't want to be of the devil. Christians aren't of the devil. They shouldn't be of the devil. They should imitate Christ and be of Christ, be of Jesus. So um, that's what I have on harsh words. Now let's go to wise words. So kind, harsh, and wise. So let's go to Proverbs 18.20. There? Okay. Where am I? Okay, it says, Wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. So, like honey, like I'll be sitting on the couch at night thinking, Wow, my mom's spaghetti or my mom's sloppy joe was awesome. Like, my stomach feels like I can go to sleep now. <laughs> and not be, but I'll still be thinking about breakfast, but. <laughs> But, like, I'm like, wow, that satisfies my stomach. That's right. And it says wise words do that. That's right. So we need to be giving wise words to people. And also, like, if someone's trying to give you a wise word, accept it. Right. That's good. That's good. And, and so we need to give people wise words so then they, they get the feeling. And, and we should hope that they'll get that feeling and like it. And they're like, I, let me go sh- Share that with my friends so that they can have that feeling. And it says the right words bring satisfaction. So we need the right words, not just some like, you need real wise words. The right wise words. Those are the ones that bring satisfaction. So we don't need to bring fake wise words just to give people the feeling. We We need them to have the right satisfaction. Not just a little satisfaction. We want them to have all of it. So let's go to Proverbs 18. No. Yeah, Proverbs 12, 18. Y'all there? It says, Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. All right, so some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. So when we're bringing a good satisfaction to people, we need to bring healing too because they need healing because they're trying to find Jesus and we need to bring healing to them them so that they can find Jesus because there's a lot of people out there that, all they speak is harsh words. They need those kind words in there. They need healing. Yes. And it doesn't cost us much, but it accomplishes much, right. a lot. Yes. Yes. And so once Robert was trying to ride a dirt bike, <laughs> and so I was trying to give wise words and say, do this. <laughs> and I was saying, do this, because if you do this, it will hurt you. I'm not just saying don't do this. I'm just saying don't do this because it'll do this. And so there's a lot God will say something to us 
and we need to listen to those wise words. And he didn't listen. He pulled that, pulled it back as far as it went really fast. And he fell off the bike. And so I'm like, Honestly, he was like, I want to do it again, but <laughs> but I was like, no, you'll break my bike. <laughs> and so, but the point is, listen to those wise words, yes. because those wise words will help you in life. Amen. And so, let's go to Proverbs 15, 13. No, 15, 14. And it says, a wise person is hungry for knowledge. Wait, what? This is not one of the verses. Sorry. All right, so I thought this was on the wise. We'll just read it either way. Because we're talking about wise words, and this is just wise people. So it says, a wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. So uh, let's read it again. The wi- the wi- a wise person is hungry for knowledge, while the fool feeds on trash. Wow. And I'm pr- I think that if you don't accept kind words and wise words, you're a fool. And we don't want to be a fool feeding on trash. Right. So giving wise and kind words, and giving wise words is wise. And so right here it says a wise person is hungry for knowledge. So we need to have knowledge of God and be hungry for knowledge of God and read your Bible because that's where you get knowledge is from God and from the Bible, reading the Bible. So we need to read the Bible. And so I would like to close us out in prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank Chick, chick. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for this day, and I thank you for waking us all up this morning. I pray that there would be so much peace in everyone's heart in here, and I pray that they would just share kind words and not harsh words, Father God, yes. and that they would share wise words, God, and also accept kind and wise words. Because, Father God, in this life, there's a lot of harsh, harsh people and harsh words. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just protect all of us from the harsh stuff, harsh words and people. Father God, I pray that we'd all get home safely. And I pray that when we're laying in bed tonight, that we would just wake up tomorrow ready to share kind words, Lord, yes. and share wise words. Yes. And I... I just thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you. You are our Father, and you are our friend, our best friend, and should be our closest friend. So just help us in this life. We're going to need it, Lord. But help us to stay safe, and help us to be like me and say yes. Lord, we need to say yes more. Help me say yes, Lord, 
all of us say yes. I thank you, Lord, that you're helping all of us share kind and wise words, Lord. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome job. You can keep playing. Come on. How about one more time? Come on. These... Brian, those are some wise words. <laughs> we appreciate that. Come on. You guys can stand to your feet because I just think this is good. We're just going to... Uh, we're we're going to roll with this because uh, this is really good stuff. And uh, man, I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for you too. And I'm thankful for you guys saying yes to what God asked you to do. It's so good to, to, uh, to be surrounded in that. People that just say, you know what? You told me to do something, Lord, so we're going to do it. Um, that's powerful. There's power in that. So I thank you. You need to know when, you know, I didn't know what Nis was even going to speak on until this morning when I was praying over an office. Okay. And I only knew what Brian was speaking on because I picked him up and we spent a couple days together last week and this week. And we just, he got to shadow me a little bit and come in and see what it's like to, to be a pastor in a church. Um, cause that's how you teach him. You know, it, it, he's, there's a passion in his heart. He, if he hadn't figured it out, he's, he's, he's a pretty wise kid. <laughs> She's pretty wise. I mean, he's, he's almost 13. Almost. Right? She's only eight. Eight years old. I'm telling you, it's powerful what God wants to do. And he'll use any one of you. He'll use any one of you in your own special way, in your own special way, if you'll just say yes. So I don't know what you're, you know, I, I love this. I mean, anything from imitating Christ to, um, to, to the power of the tongue. I mean, and they both kind of flow right together. And neither one of them talked to each other about what was going on. You know, but I can tell you this is that the, what they did today is they overcame Fear. Each one of them was a little bit nervous. But you know what I told them? You're speaking to family. And these guys love you. Family loves you. And you're just going to be speaking to family when you're up there. So be yourself. You don't have to be like anybody else. God made you you. So be you. Whatever that looks like and however that sounds. And, and you just have to trust in the Lord that, that he has made you you for a reason. So I thank you guys, and it was awesome to watch you two grow today. You grew today. You, you grew today. So, and, you know, Brandon and, and Sarah, they're not even here. They're, their son's up here preaching, and they're watching online. So everybody shout to Brandon and Sarah, because I know they're watching. We love them, and uh, I know I hated that it was on a weekend when they were going to be here. But maybe that was a good thing. Maybe that was a good thing because you got to do it all on your own, and, and that, that's pretty cool. So I do want to open up prayer today. So before we leave, we do have the 
um, the crosses on either side of the room. And we're going to have our prayer partners over there because I believe this. One, maybe you've been dealing with stuff in your life that just doesn't look like Christ. Maybe you're not imitating him the way you're supposed to imitate him. Maybe you're not walking the way he walks and talking the way he talks. And you just need prayer for that. Don't leave out of here today without our prayer partners praying for you because there's power in that. So we can't be embarrassed about that. We can't be ashamed about that. We simply need to say, I just need prayer for it. Because none of us want to do that, but sometimes you get caught up in that, in, the, in that little whirlwind of what's going on, and we need prayer over us. We need people to pray over us to break that. We talked about it this morning. We're going, we're going to break some chains off in this house. There's going, to, there's going to be freedom in this house. So if you deal with some of those things, go talk to our prayer partners. Let them pray for you. Okay? Or maybe for you, it's just, man, what are you saying? What are you speaking over not only yourself? What are you speaking over your kids, what are you speaking over your parents? What are you speaking over your family? What are you speaking over your friends? I'll go back to the first one. What are you speaking over yourself? What does somebody say to you when you're a young child and you're still speaking that over yourself because of the power of a word? You need to break that off today. Don't leave here today with the same word you came in here with. Today's the day of freedom. And we have prayer partners here to pray with you. I'm telling you, you heard it from the mouth of a babe. Come on. These are children speaking to you. So if you think God won't use a child to bring you a powerful word, you're wrong. And he maybe got your attention today because a child said it. Because you might have heard that a thousand times from a, from a grown man pastor, a grown woman pastor. They might have spoke that. And you said, yeah, that ain't for me. But now there's a kid up here telling you right to your face, right? That's good stuff, y'all. So don't leave here without getting that off today. Go, go and just go to our prayer partners and let them, uh, let them pray over you. And I'm not going to, I never do this, so this is good. I want to give you an opportunity to give. That's what I believe here. If you want to give this morning, if God puts that on your heart, you can give online. Most people give online, which is easy and fast. And it's, but if you want to give in person, you can give in person. Um, our ushers are at the door. Um, you got to be a cheerful giver. And I always say that. Like, And I'll say it all the time. If, if you're giving out of religion, if you're giving because you have to give, if you're giving because you're thinking, well, if I don't give, I'm not going to get blessed, don't give. Like, I want you to be a cheerful giver. I want you to come in and say, I just feel it on my heart to give. So if you're giving reluctantly saying, oh, then don't give it here. I want there to be freedom in this house. And there's freedom from religion. You give because you're cheerful at heart and you love God and he loves you and you're just thankful for what he's done in your life. So there'll be an opportunity to give. Let me bless that. Let me, let me, let me pray over the offering. Let me pray over these kids. Um, Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, first off, I thank you. I thank you for this. I thank you for Brian. I thank you for their hearts. I thank you for their yes. I thank you for what you're doing in their lives. I thank you for what you're going to do in the future, Father. I thank you that you've already positioned them. You've already appointed them. You've already anointed them. Lord, I just see it already, God. The, the lives that are going to be changed. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for them. We thank you for their words. We thank you for their obedience. 
So, Lord, bring favor upon them, protect them, and guide them in everything they do. And, Father, right now we lift up our offering to you, Lord. Father, I ask you to bless those that are going to give. Those that uh, I ask you to bless the giving. I bless, bless the gift. Father, bless those that are giving. Lord, just bless them all. But, Father, we really want to come to you just to say thank you. So, Father, we just ask you to have your way in everything we do. Father, have your way in our homes and our families and our schools. Touch these children in the children's ministry. Continue to touch our, our GPS tribe, Lord. I just, I just thank you for them. And, uh, Lord, we just do not want to do this without you. So, Father, we thank you that you're always here, always present. And we love you, Lord. So, Father, protect us, guide us, and lead us throughout the week. Let us use kind words. Let us represent you, Lord, and give us the power and courage to do that. Father, we surrender it all to you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, we love you guys. We thank you. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Give it up for our students one more time and our kids one more time. Come on, I look forward to next time. So it might be next week. It was powerful this week. Who knows? So we love you guys. Take care. Go lifting my love.